Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading. Okay, Matthew chapter 1, and the beginning of this chapter has a lot of genealogy in it. And just so you know, all of the names that I pronounce, I will pronounce them perfectly. And that's a joke. But uh, don't worry about all the pronunciations, even when you read on your own, because nobody is going to all pronounce them the same all around the world anyway. But let's read through this, because even the genealogy has significance. And so let's, let's allow the Holy Spirit to minister this to us, even if all the names are not that meaningful. Watch what the Lord may be able to say to us through this. Here we go. Matthew chapter 1 from the New King James Version. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. See, it's not just any genealogy. This is the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Watch this. The son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, right off the bat, before he really gets into Abraham and the descendants leading down to Jesus, notice he picks two of the descendants, two of the genealogical names, Abraham and David. He said, the son of David, the son of Abraham. These two are among the most significant of all of the names here. First of all, he says, the son of David. Well, God had promised David, King David, that he would never cease to have a son of his sit on his throne forever. Well, to say forever, wow, that's that's quite an extraordinary promise. But what God was saying was, David, the Messiah will come through your line. And Jesus, of course, came through the line of David. So for Matthew to say he's the son of David, that's saying that he is the one that God promised would be the fulfillment of never having anyone sit on the throne uh, that is not from the lineage of David. But he also says the son of Abraham. So way back before David, the original covenant, how the Jewish people began is from Genesis chapter 12. And this is when God said to Abraham, uh, get away from your family, out of your country, from your father's house to a land that I will show you and I'll make you a, a great nation. I'll make your name great and you shall be a blessing and so on. I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of this earth will be blessed. And of course, that's through the gospel. That's through the cross of Jesus Christ, who is a descendant of Abraham. So the fact that Jesus was the son of Abraham means that that covenant that God made with Abraham and his descendants, Jesus was born into that covenant. So he's living as a Jewish man on the earth, Jesus, when he was born, living as a Jewish man on the earth with the covenant of Abraham. But also God made a covenant with David. And Jesus was born into that lineage of David. So Matthew, right off the bat, is saying, okay, we're not just giving you some random genealogy. We're telling you that he is Jewish from the lineage of Abraham. Through you, Abraham, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Jesus is the fulfillment of that. And then to David, there will not cease to be a son sit on your throne forever. Jesus is the fulfillment of that. So Matthew in verse 1 identifies that Jesus is this huge fulfillment of 
the promise to Abraham and a huge fulfillment of the promise to David. And so now we get into the nitty gritty of the genealogy. Verse two, Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Aminadab. Aminadab begot Nashon. Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Remember, Rahab was the prostitute, the harlot of Jericho. And here she married, uh, she married uh, Salmon, and they had Boaz, who then married Ruth. Do you remember this story? And so these people that you would think in the Bible are obscure people. They're just random people in the story. But God's bringing them up to say, I use random people. I even use harlots who will give their lives to me and who will serve me sinners. And we all were sinners, weren't we? Until we were born again by the blood of Jesus. And so Salmon, verse 5, begot Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. And so one one reason why Boaz was open to marrying Ruth, who was a Moabitess and not a Jewish person, is because, well, his own mom was not Jewish. She was from Jericho before the children of Israel came into the promised land. And so anyway, just neat how these stories in uh, intersect and the genealogy is just bringing this out. So notice uh, that Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. And Obed begot Jesse, oh, you're starting to recognize these names, and Jesse begot David, the king. David goes on to say, the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. And of course, her name is Bathsheba. Verse 7, Solomon begot Rehoboam, Rehoboam begot Abijah, and Abijah begot Asa. Asa begot Jehoshaphat, and you can see now from Solomon all of the list here. Now we're into the kings, the kings, and these are the kings of Judah. And so it says, uh, Asa begot Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat begot Joram, Joram begot Uzziah, Uzziah begot Jotham, Jotham begot Ahaz, Ahaz begot Hezekiah, Hezekiah begot Manasseh, still the kings, Manasseh begot Amon, and Amon begot Josiah, Josiah begot Jeconiah and his brothers about the time they were carried away to Babylon. Jeconiah was also a king. Verse 12, and after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begot Shealtiel, Shealtiel begot Zerubbabel, very famous, uh, Zerubbabel begot Abiud, Abiud begot Eliakim, Eliakim begot Azor, Azor begot Zadok, Zadok begot Achim, Achim begot Eliud, Eliud begot Eleazar, Eleazar begot Mathen, Mathen begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. And so notice this lineage comes all the way down to Joseph, who was the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. So this is from Abraham to Jesus. And so then it, it brings something back uh, of a categorical nature. He says in verse uh, 17, so all the generations from Abraham to David 
are 14 generations. From David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. And from the captivity in Babylon until the Christ are 14 generations. Now, did that just happen like that? Or could God really be that sovereign and that uh, providential to where he's even putting something of a rhythm, a symmetry, a pattern in the genealogy? And of course, we know God is more than capable to do that. And the fact that Matthew, by the Holy Spirit, pointed that out categorically of how that breaks down into three 14 generation segments shows us that, well, certainly God had a hand in that. And it shows us that God is into timing and patterns and eras of time. And so that plays in, by the way, with a discussion and a study that we can do with uh, uh, eschatological things with the history of the world, the Adamic race leading up to the second coming, and then the millennial reign of Christ. It, there's, there's a pattern to all of this, and we'll get into that another time. All right, here we go. Verse 18. Now we're through the genealogy, and we're going to get down to the birth of Jesus, and there's some good things in here. Verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed, not not married, but betrothed to Joseph before they came together. In other words, before they had any intimacy, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. She was found with child. In other words, uh, it was discovered that she's pregnant, but it was by the Holy Spirit, not by Joseph. Verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, he wasn't trying to humiliate her, was minded to put her away secretly. Put her away means to divorce her. He was going to quietly, discreetly just call off the, the wedding, so to speak, the marriage. And you notice he was looking to divorce her. Well, why would you have to divorce somebody you're not even married to, yet you're only betrothed? Because in this day, once you made the commitment and became betrothed, you were committed. You were committed as if you were married, but the marriage has not commenced. And so therefore, you're not having intimacy. You're not living as if you're married yet, but you're committed. Now it's just the preparation and getting to the day when the celebration happens. Verse 20. So he was minded, he was, he was thinking that he was going to discreetly, without humiliating her, divorce her, call this off, because she's pregnant, and he doesn't know what to do with that. But watch this. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Oh, thank God. See, God was working through this whole process. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. In other words, she didn't cheat on you. She didn't do anything wrong. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Oh, I tell you, right then, Joseph knows who this son is supposed to be. First of all, this is an immaculate conception. This is a miracle that Mary, this young uh, Jewish girl, is pregnant, but without any human intimacy. That's a miracle. But also, 
that this is going to be a son who will save his people from their sins. Now, excuse me, you notice uh, his people. What does his people mean? Talking about the Jewish people. See, you know when Paul says in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. And then what does he say next? To the Jew first and also to the Greek. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. See, God made this covenant with the Jewish people through Abraham. And so first, Jesus is coming to save the Jewish people because he has to fulfill that covenant. But in doing so, while he's fulfilling the covenant to save the Jewish people, he's cutting a new covenant with the rest of the world. That through the Jewish people and through the Jewish Messiah, the whole world can now come to faith and be saved. Thank God. But notice here, the angel says that you'll name this son Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. So Joseph knows that's got to be the Messiah. Who else could save the people from their sins? Verse 22. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Let me just point this out. I I love Matthew's gospel for a number of reasons, but one thing I really like is Matthew quotes the Old Testament, and he'll often say something similar to this, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. And so, and then he'll quote from the Old Testament. So Matthew likes to tie in what was prophesied in the Old Testament to what actually happened in the life of Jesus and say, look, it was prophesied and it happened. And so he really helps us not to miss some of these prophecies. So he said, all this was fulfilled, talking about the this virgin birth, this virgin conception and virgin birth. All this was fulfilled that it might, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. I like that part too. Spoken not just by the prophet, but spoken by the Lord through the prophet. By the Lord through the prophet. God speaks through people. This whole Bible was written by human beings, but spoken by the Lord through the human beings. See, so God can even take human beings and speak his words precisely through human beings by his spirit. And so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. So of course that's in the book of Isaiah. And it says, and here's 700 years before Mary is born and gets pregnant. The prophet Isaiah saw this in the spirit. And just, I mean, predicted, but, you know, it wasn't a prediction out of logic. It was a prediction born of the Spirit of God and saying, one day there's going to be a young Jewish girl and she'll be a virgin, but she'll conceive and bear a son. And his name will be called Emmanuel. And Emmanuel translated, notice it says, his, they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Notice, not just the Son of God, God, God with us. See, God is one God, but three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so there's, there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But that's one God, three persons. And so he says, 
that this is the prophecy that a virgin will bear a son. They'll call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. In other words, it'll be declared this baby that's born is God <laughs> in the flesh. So this baby is God, but this baby is also a human being. This is what we sometimes in theological discussions call the God-man. Yes, he's fully man, but he's still fully God too, the God-man. Verse 24, then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her. That means did not have any uh, sexual intimacy with her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. So this dream where the angel spoke to Joseph and said, don't be afraid. This is of the Holy Spirit. You're going to she, uh, she's going to have a son. You're going to call his name Jesus. He's going to save his people from their sins. And so Joseph wakes up from this dream and realizes God has just spoken to me and laid this out. I know what's going on. The Messiah is going to be born. And so he went ahead and married her right on the spot. And that way she didn't have a baby out of wedlock. She had a baby with a husband and such. And, uh, of course, it says right at the end of the chapter, and he called his name Jesus. So Joseph is on board. <laughs> Joseph believes he's on board. He's uh, flowing with this miracle called the, the coming of the Messiah, the first coming of the Messiah. Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman. And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with Solid Lives, visit solidlives.com slash give. To find out more about the ministry of Solid Lives, how you can be a part of this church planting and disciple making movement, or for more great teachings and resources by Jerry, visit solidlives.com. We also want to invite you to check out Jerry's other podcast called The Jerry Dearman Podcast. Here, Jerry shares with us at least weekly from God's Word, challenging us and equipping us to fulfill the amazing plan that God has for our lives. You can find links to this podcast as well as Jerry's YouTube channel online at solidlives.com. Thank you again so much for joining us, and we'll see you right here tomorrow as we jump into the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman.